In today's episode, I'm speaking with Lubbock local Malia Scott. Malia is a licensed professional counselor associate who specializes in relationship and sex therapy and trauma therapy. She also started Rewilding Relationships, a sex and relationship coaching business where she pursues her passion of helping couples with personal and relationship growth. Welcome to Moms in the Hub podcast, the one and only podcast for Lubbock moms. I share mom fells, discuss trending mom topics, and highlight amazing parents in the 806. So grab a drink and join me as we navigate motherhood in the Hub City. Make sure to leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hello, I'm your host, Danae Hooks. I'm an author, speaker, Love It Moms contributor, and chaos coordinator to three amazing kids. Thank you for listening to Moms in the Hub podcast today. If you've been following along, then you know that I am doing the Real Talk with Moms Summer Series where I'm having either local experts or moms come in and talk about some pretty important topics. Last week was Stephanie Turner, and we talked about childbirth and pregnancy. So if you've not listened to that one, make sure you catch up. And today I am talking to Malia, and we're talking about sex. And in order to prepare for this interview, I went over to the Love It Moms conversation and community page called Welcome to the Momune, and I asked the thousands of women there you know, what their questions were. We had so many great questions come in that I'm actually going to split them up. So today, Malia and I covered a lot of those questions, a wide range of topics, and she she just had the greatest um, advice and suggestions for our listeners. And then later on in the season, I will have another therapist come on and answer some more questions. So really good content here. It's a great interview. And as far as the Hooks household and our summer catch-up, things are just, you know, all over the place over here working from home, trying to record a podcast and edit. And then also I'm putting out a new book. So kind of doing all the things, but also trying to keep perspective that, you know, the kids only have so many summers before they're gone. So I'm trying to group things together where I can get my stuff done, but also spend some quality time with the kids. So we're just doing all the things, which I'm sure all of you listening understand. But please let me know what you think about this episode, either on Facebook, Instagram, or you can always email me at podcast at love at moms. Welcome back to Moms in the Hub podcast. I'm your host, Danae Hooks, and today I have Malia Scott with me. Hello, Malia. Hi, Danae. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I'm so glad that you took time out of your schedule and in between seeing patients to come over here today. Sure. I love podcasts, and I love <laughs> that you're doing this, and um, I'm kind of new back to love it. Okay. I grew up here, um, but was gone for a while, but I'm back. And okay, so perfect. Love to connect with other and other females. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so with that being said, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, and then you know what you do for a living. Sure. So um, originally Lubbock native, I uh, went to Monterey, <laughs> went to Texas Tech for a year, studied graphic design, um, and then I ventured out and left Lubbock and went to Austin finished my undergrad there and started teaching yoga Okay. and um, did all the whole world of yoga teaching, owned a studio, led regional and international retreats, and then I started teaching yoga teachers how to teach yoga. 
And then I realized that it's a very somatic, deep practice, mm-hmm. and a lot of people's stuff and trauma started coming up, and I realized I need to go back and get the clinical skills because I think I want to be a therapist. And I shifted gears and decided to change my career and become a therapist. And then when I was, I went to LCU. Uh-huh. So I did their online hybrid program while I was living in Austin. Um, did that and decided to specialize in trauma and sex therapy. Okay. And that's when I found the Sexual Health Alliance. And I started working with, um, I did clinicals at the YWCA in Austin. And I worked with um, Heather McPherson at Respark and her group practice specializes in sex and relationship, sex therapy and couples, couples therapy. So did that there and realized that those are my two passions mm-hmm. because there's always going to be trauma somewhere. And if we're working with couples, sex is always going to be an issue. Right. Well, I feel like it seems like you've come full circle, right? So you, the yoga and then you realized how deep it went and you wanted to like to dive into that more. Mm-hmm. I love that. Do you still practice yoga on a regular basis? You know, yoga and I have an interesting relationship. I kind of, when I left Austin, um, I left that career and I also left my marriage. Okay. Um, so it's almost like that was a death within my life. Mm-hmm. And then I was like reborn and was rediscovering what else, what else there was out there. So yes, I do yoga on my own. It's not like I don't really go to studios anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to teach and I think that's where, um, you know, when I get back into leading retreats, we can incorporate some of that. Mm-hmm. It's just, I've gotten so far away from that life, school and uh, all this other stuff going on that, I mean, it's there. It's just not like it was. Right, right. What I love what you said about rebirth, because there's so many women who may be listening to this who, who have gone through a divorce or leaving a relationship, and you can start over. You can develop a completely new oh. path. Yes, you can. Well, I'm glad. I want to hear more about that later. But So one of the reasons I had you on today is because I am doing the Real Talk with Moms summer series, and I wanted to dive into some real topics. Like, you know, maybe we don't talk about with everybody as much as we should. And one of the things that came up was sex. Mm -hmm. Um, Sex with your partner and couples. And I went to the Lubbock Moms Facebook page and asked. Awesome what are your questions? Like, what do you want to know? And the, the answers, I mean, the questions that came pouring in, it's amazing there. I mean, they just, there's so many different ranges of different things that people want to know from sex to intimacy to, you know, getting your groove back to, you know, sex after kids, all these different things that women want to know. So now we have the expert to answer some of them. (laughs) I don't know about expert, but I like the real time. I like what you said because that's where I get to learn from my clients and I get to learn from my own personal experiences and what we all go through and kind of like just meet meet people where they are with their questions yeah so can you talk me through that a little bit without like sharing too much of you know obviously you can't share any patient information but do you have an initial meeting with them and kind of just get to know them and then kind of develop a plan or is it more organic oh definitely there's assessment, Mm -hmm. um, relational trauma, sexual history, um, learning about 
each individual is like where it happens and then learning about the history of the relationship and then also defining goals because everybody has different goals that's true and I guess sometimes like sometimes we don't know ourselves fully and that's a huge path too. self-discovery is essential and sometimes we can get to a certain point in our life and realize like I'm a completely different person than I was like 25 years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I just turned 40 and I look at the person I was when I was 25 or even 30 Mm -hmm. and I'm not that person anymore. Mm -hmm. I finally feel like I finally know who I am and what I want and my likes and dislikes. And and it's such such a more comfortable place to be at. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm aging, but Mm -hmm. I feel more comfortable than I've ever felt Mm -hmm. in my life. That's what I love that quote from Carl Jung. Everything is everything. But is it everything? I'm horrible at reciting quotes <laughs> everything is an experiment until you turn 40 or something like that right <laughs> you know that's good yeah that's good we're all just experimenting exactly yeah Your life begins at 40 I hope that's true because I feel like I feel that for sure so let's dive into these questions sure. because um and I didn't put these in any particular order age range that we have questions coming in are probably yeah. from 20 to 60 okay that was one of my questions like what is the age range yeah of- your listeners. Um, so that, that's really yeah. great to know. Yeah. So I think the majority of people that listen there, I say 25 to 55, but the questions on the face Facebook group mm-hmm. are probably like a wider range of people too. Mm-hmm. And single women and married women and, you know, moms, new moms, moms who've been at it a while, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's a, it's a good group to choose from. Nice. Okay. So one of the first questions is, um, how sex, well, it's actually a statement, how sex after menopause can be amazing. Sure. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. (laughs) So there can be several challenges that come with menopause. We know that. Right. Or if we've studied it or learned about it, if we haven't gotten to there yet. Um, So the touch points I have here are how you can make it amazing or put effort towards it is low doses of vaginal estrogen therapy that can keep the lining of your vagina healthy. Um, great lube is mm-hmm. very important, and I highly recommend Uber Lube. Uber Lube, Uber like the Uber? Uber, okay. U-B-E-R Lube, yep. It's a triple silicone based, I believe. Okay. Um, and it works good with latex if, if that's needed. Um, and then regular vaginal sexual activity for stimulating blood flow, keeping the vaginal muscles toned and healthy, um, and helping maintain the length and stretchiness. So okay. um, another great resource, and I wanted to give a shout out to the, um, the Owen Health Group here in town and Dr. Jen the Gyne. Mm-hmm. They are doing some amazing work in Lubbock okay. um, for both men and women's uh, sexual health. So lots of services that they provide and i'm just so glad to have connected with them okay well, doing i will really definitely put that in the show notes because i always see the facebook ads but i've never actually really done my research mm-hmm. but i know a lot of ladies listening like especially when you're getting to my age you're starting to hit menopause or like the early early signs of it and i have some friends that have gone through it early um even family yeah. members so it changes your body changes so you have to adapt Yes, with everything. And I love that you said that adapt, and along with it, that adaptation is learning how to be compassionate with the changes of your body. Like we, there is so much. And this could be a whole other podcast of just like body image stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just like if we could look at it from an angle or a perspective of 
having compassion that our bodies change and we have to navigate that change. And also too, less intercourse is natural with menopause and beyond. So okay. and we'll get into this a little bit more, but less intercourse is natural, but there's a number of other ways that we can be intimate right. with ourselves and our partners. Well, that brings me to the next, another question that somebody asked is, mm -hmm. you know, the difference between sex and intimacy, because, mm -hmm. you know, as a person in my twenties, I looked at them as one and the same mm -hmm. and I look at it completely different now and that's mm -hmm. not the way it is. So can you talk a little bit about the difference and, and give us different examples? Sure. And one of my favorite questions to ask couples is what does sex mean to you? What does intimacy mean to you? Mm -hmm. You could ask 10 different couples and you'd have all different answers. Like in, in our culture, it seems to be like penis to vagina or P to V is sex. Right. Like, but there's so much more than just that. And then intimacy, what is intimacy? Somebody, or somebody broke it down for me a long time ago. I think it was in some like Tantra workshop, like into me, I see. So it requires communication and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to break down those walls to really connect and get on that level of right. seeing each other, hearing each other. And with the busyness of life, that can be really hard. Yes. I mean, we had so many moms, like, how do we keep our relationship going physically and emotionally because life is so busy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, and it's not getting any slower. No. I mean, with cell phones and internet and all these things, kids mm -hmm. and jobs, it's mm -hmm. just, how do you slow down and, and be intimate with your partner mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, mm -hmm. you know, and I guess it starts with yourself too, right? Absolutely. Because I, if I were in a session with you and you asked me that question, I don't think I've ever asked myself that question. And so I'd have to think about it. Yeah. So it's figuring out what that is to you and then sharing that with your partner as well, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I use this saying all the time is oxygen mask first. We can't, yes. we, can't, we can't be productive and live our lives from an empty cup. Yeah. And there's a lot of empty cups happening right now. So, <laughs> you know, you've got to take care of yourself and then you have to take care of your relationship. Like, mm -hmm. and I brought this stack of books. Yes, I'm <laughs> so our, our excited. summer reading book club. <laughs> but two things that, um, like, knowing your attachment style and then also going back to what you said is, like, how do we maintain healthy relationships? And that's, like, constant attunement with your partner mm -hmm. and connection. Like, where your nervous systems line up, where you are... Get, get to a place where you can soothe each other mm -hmm. and your so your nervous systems aren't like operating from this like um, place of angst or anxiety but right. you're, you're calm and you're grounded and you're connected together and that's when that's when it happens that's true and I think as like as a mom right now it's busy life it's hard to get to that point sometimes mm -hmm. when you have a kid tugging on you and and, but it, I guess it all comes back to communication. Like I see the breakdown of relationships. It's, I mean, if you think about it, whether it's money or sex or whatever, it probably all comes back to communication. Yeah. And all the different languages that we are learning about how we communicate and how our partners communicate. Like mm -hmm. there's the love languages, the apology languages, the, the erotic languages, like knowing those about your partner is so important so you can speak to those and so your partner can also do the same. Right. Well, so 
you know, there were several questions that women wanted to know how to get their groove back or if they're not feeling confident, because I know that's a huge mm-hmm. deal. You know, as you go older, your body changes. As you have kids, your body changes. Maybe you've gained some weight. Maybe your things are in different places, right? Mm-hmm. And your confidence is lacking. Mm-hmm. So how do we get past that? How do we get past that speed bump? Yeah. 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 Um, I would say there is working, committing to your own self work on your self esteem and body image and, um, doing things. So like, how do we gain confidence? Mm -hmm. We, we work towards something. So we get that dopamine and the brain going. So, and exercise is essential, like nutritious food. So I like to look at things in a very holistic lens. So like if the confidence is there, well, when did the confidence go away? Mm -hmm. What caused that? Like get, try to get to the root of the issue, Mm -hmm. but definitely constantly working on self-esteem and, um, just your own relationship to self Mm -hmm. is important. And that's, that can come from just your own personal work and development, Mm -hmm. working with a therapist or a coach. Um, there's a number of different ways to do that, but that's, that's very important. And I like how you said, you know, working with, working on yourself, working with a therapist or somebody, because, you know, I don't know why it's still so taboo, but I feel like therapy is essential, especially today in 20, what are we in? 2022 It's so essential to have a third party to speak to somebody that isn't in with you, like isn't in the moment with you all the time or isn't in your life that can look at it from the outside in Mm -hmm. and kind of break it down for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that. Here's another quote. I think I can remember this this time, but (laughs) Ram Dass says, we're all just walking each other home. So it's like, we all struggle. We all have challenges. It's hard to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I still wonder where that started or how that got ingrained in our society. Um, Therapy is still a little bit taboo, mm-hmm. and especially for for different demographics. But that's a whole other that's yeah. a whole other topic. Yeah, we but could I probably mean, do like fifty episodes out of all this. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, you know, bringing it back to to your question is, you know, having a healthy relationship with yourself first mm-hmm. is paramount to being able to have healthy relationships with other people. And I think I've realized that later on in life. And I'm thinking, why? I wish that I would have known this when I was 23 years old. Me too. Like, hey, work on yourself. <laughs> Me too. And then worry about the relationship. Worry about that. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't at all. And my fav- one of my favorite things to do right now is listen to self-help podcast or read books about self-improvement. I love mm-hmm. it. Because I feel like if we never stop growing. We never stop learning. But this came later on in life. And I wish if I could tell anybody like the younger me, mm-hmm. it'd be like discover yourself first mm-hmm. before you get into everything else. Yeah. But then I meet these girls and, you know, we have access to so much more knowledge these days. Oh, yeah. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. Mm-hmm. But I do meet younger girls who mm-hmm. are in therapy, who are figuring out what they want before they jump into a relationship or before they jump into motherhood or that career or whatever. And I... I so appreciate that, and that's very admirable of them to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm also really hopeful too. I mean, there with the body positivity movement that's happening. Um, you know, social media is like a double-edged sword. It, right. it can be very awful, and then it can be very good. But there is there is a body positivity movement, and I, 
you know, I hope that, my hope is that as women, we can continue to lift each other up and encourage each other. And absolutely. Um, and that way we can like develop and maintain healthier relationships with ourselves and other people. Yes, for sure. For sure. Okay. So I'm going to get back to the questions and I kind of went off a little bit, but when you were saying sex and intimacy, like it's lining up just not just physical, but emotional connections as well. And it could be like sitting at the, on the couch, you know, watching your favorite show with your partner. And that's kind of y'all's thing to do or, you know, whatever it is like getting in the moment together. Right. Yes. So, um, I'm just looking at some of these notes or so, okay. Like how I was talking about how, how we define sex and how we define intimacy. So Mm -hmm. that could be like a fun question to go home and ask your spouse, like, how do you define sex? How do you define intimacy? Cause like sometimes it just lives in a box and it needs to be taken out of the box and looked, looked at from a different. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think Um, having a conversation is so important with your, with your partner. And then I also was just thinking like when there's a flow of healthy communication and vulnerability, there's intimacy, then our walls come down and that's when great sex is possible. So it requires, it all starts with communication. When people come in and they're like, okay, can we address like our sexual issues? Well, let's look at how you're talking and how you're communicating and are you hearing each other and are you listening? So maybe that's, yeah, they think that the problem is physically, but really like the the part before even the physical isn't happening, Mm -hmm. so they can't get to that point. Exactly. And one of my favorite teachers, um, Stan Tatkin, he's, I would say he's like an expert couples therapist, teacher, trainer, facilitator, but um, in his book, Wired for Love, how understanding your partner's brain and attachment style can help you diffuse conflict and build a secure relationship. He talks about the couple bubble. And so maintaining a couple bubble with your partner is so important. And when you get out of the couple bubble, that's when you, you lose the connection. But if you're, you know, staying attuned to one another, mm-hmm. that and you're living in the couple bubble, that's where the magic is. Okay, so that's going to be on my summer reading list for sure. Because I feel like... Such a great book. Yeah, like that makes so much sense because... I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. Sometimes the kids come first. I, not sometimes, a lot of the times the kids come first. But my husband's needs probably should come first, right? Or our needs together as a couple. Because if we're not working together as a couple, then everything else mm-hmm. kind of you know falls by the wayside. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because with families and you know being a mother, being a father, um, or whatever dynamic of a family you have, just to be all inclusive. Right, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's like, it's so easy for the kids to come first, but right. Like we learn about relationships from our primary caregivers. That's true. And when you are giving your partner that attention and time, you're marrying that back onto your children. And so it's like, you're teaching them and they don't even know yet. <sighs> That's such a light bulb mo- moment for me, right? Like, I'm always going to remember this because you're exactly right. Cause that's how I learned to be in a relationship. And it, my parents, no offense, mom, if you're listening, but it was toxic a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so it, it led to a lot of other issues. Mm-hmm. But you're so right because if our kids see us, you know, giving each other the time and putting each other's needs first and mm-hmm. making time for each other, mm-hmm. then that's how they learn to be a yeah. partner, a spouse, you know, whatever they need to be in the future. Yeah. And understanding our family of origin is so important because, like, you know, when I was going through school and, you know, we just do all these 
exercises and homework and whatever. <laughs> but like, you know, I reflected on like, what what was it like to watch my parents together? Mm-hmm. I remember them being happy and loving towards one another. And I remember them fighting like crazy. I mean, I remember both. Yeah. And that, those, those memories and reflections are imprinted. Mm-hmm. And so I know what I'm striving for, like within my personal relationship. And then also like be, to be able to determine and reflect back onto couples like help them create their vision it doesn't have to be a repeat of your parents relationship right like what are you creating for your relationship yeah that's yeah that's so true because a lot of times we don't want to recreate that <laughs> mm-hmm. but we also want to take the good parts from it too yeah and keep those going as and well. I realize like I mean when you're raising children I mean your children are everything but also is your relationship yes and so it's like constant battle or not yeah. not battle but challenge it is right. challenging and it does take work um but like creating the time for your relationship I don't know if that's date night mm-hmm. sometimes with couples I say well I'm not really a big proponent of scheduled sex some therapists are like that but it's like what about adult playtime? because yeah. maybe it doesn't have to be sex maybe it's just like giving each other attention cuddling yeah. like having a good conversation like creating the time for your relationship absolutely well then you said scheduling and that was one of the questions that came up because sometimes scheduled sex yes often parents have to schedule it or they feel like they're scheduling it or you know they have 10 minutes you know and they're trying to check that box what do you say to that checking the box like (sighs) so like if if you know the kids are busy and you're like okay well I know that this time is set aside for us to do this is that bad? Is it good? Is it just what you have to do for the time being while everything's challenging? I think, I think there's a, there's a time and a place for that for sure. If that's like when, when you can make it happen, great. I'm not so much of, uh, you know, checking the box. Like we're wired for pleasure as human beings. Uh Like when sex is just checking the box, that's when I have more questions. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Yeah, um, but like, I get it. Like schedule, routine. Like every, sometimes everything has to be on a schedule. Like right. that's how operating a family works. Right. But I mean, even if it's just like, you know, you say it's you and your partner's time. You get to do whatever you want with them. So Absolutely. making the time is what's important. Yes. Um, checking the box for sex, that's kind of a different thing. That's going down a different path altogether, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, it, that's again, when I would have deeper questions, more questions, yeah. just like, I would want to like explore that a little bit more. Okay. Well, so what if, you know, you and your partners, someone asked this, your sex drive is not matching up mm. because I know like women peak at a different time different age than men or so what do you do about that situation when it's just the mood and the sex drives not matching up with each other's I would say desire discrepancy is probably one of the top things that walks through a door for a couple therapists really sex therapist yeah desire discrepancy and you totally hit the nail on the head when you said that we have different sexual peaks and I brought I just kind of quoted some research from Alfred Kinsey from the Kinsey Institute, he wrote Sexual Behavior in the Human Male and Sexual 
Um, so he posited that men and women have sexual peaks at different phases in life, and his research suggests that women reach their sexual peak in their 30s, whereas men reach their peak in their teens. Oh, wow. And uh, Kinsey asked people for a measure of when they had the most orgasms as well. And men reported as high, having a higher number of orgasms when they were 17 or 18. And then for women, it was over 30. Education is everything. And then I asked the question of like, where are you getting your education? Mm-hmm. That's okay. where sex education is so important. Um, because it depends on like where we're learning about. And so I would say desire discrepancy is very common. But then your question of how do you keep up with each other's sex drive, my answer to that would be understanding your own biology and understanding your partner's biology is is imperative. And if there's low libido or low sex drive, then understanding that biology um, by having your hormones checked. So let's get, let's start to figure out the why. Why is it? What's causing it? Um, and then when you can understand what's causing it, then you can start to come up with different solutions that, you know, it might not be intercourse, Mm -hmm. but it's like, what are other ways that you can kind of meet each other? Also understanding your partner's wants Mm -hmm. and desires and what you're needing. Some of us don't even know what we need and want. Right. And that's what I, I, I learned from, um, Working with some couples, I started to realize that some some of us don't even know what we want. Yeah. So how do we figure that out? Um, Let alone with the partner, right? right exactly. <laughs> so um, I was inspired by uh, her name is Jaya, and she was featured on. Um, she did a Goop series with Gwyneth Paltrow uh-huh. on the Erotic Blueprints. Um, great show. If you haven't watched that no, series. I haven't, but, no, but I've heard about it. So yeah, totally. I'll check it out. So she inspired me. Um, and I created like an eight-page ebook called your Ple- the Pleasure Constellation Map. Okay. So it has a little bit of education on all the different erogenous zones, and then it um, it just kind of walks you through what the erogenous zones are, and to figure out what those are for yourself, mm-hmm. and then your partner can do that individually so you both do the exercise individually. Then you come together and have a conversation about it. Okay. So it's Starting, it starts with self, and then it reflects into the relationship. So the goal is to have a healthier dialogue around sex and intimacy. What do I, what do I want? What do I need? I don't know. Let's see. Let's discover and experiment, and then we can have a conversation about it. I love that because I feel like that could be like the answer to a lot of different questions. Like, okay, let's figure out what we need as an individual first, mm-hmm. and then let's open up that communication with our partner and then move forward forward from there. I love that. Okay, so that's a good way to figure out uh, the biology of each other or or yourself first and then have the open communication talk after you've discovered that. So then that's a way to match up your sex drive, figuring out what your partner needs. So how do you know what the right amount is that's healthy Mm. or unhealthy? Like, I guess that could be like, I guess that question would be taken two ways. Like, what's mm-hmm. healthy for a marriage? And then what's, like, physically healthy? <laughs> yeah, great question. And, you know, if you, like, Google that or read what some experts would say is, like, you know, average one to two times a week. But then it's, like, for some women, we have a, a peak 
within our cycle. For some women, they get really horny right before they start their period or maybe when they're ovulating. Mm-hmm. Uh, for women that still have cycles, like it's just, it's, it's very different. So knowing your own body mm-hmm. is, is important. Okay. So important. And that's what I brought. <laughs> that's a big book. <laughs> Old favorite um, from Dr. Christian Northrup, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. It's a beautiful book. Um, creating physical and emotional health and healing. It's like, I love that. Everything about being a woman. <laughs> wow. She's like, that should be like, a, you know, girls should have to read that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's old. I think I probably got it at a garage sale or something, but it just, it's a, it's a magical book because women's bodies are amazing. Like what, what they do, what they I mean, what they're capable of yeah, and yeah, it's amazing. So like if you, like we just talked about, like if it's your sex drive's not matching up or you don't know what's healthy and stuff, maybe the number one thing is to go get your hormones checked too, because like with aging and so many things, mm-hmm. you know, just even thinking about 40 years old, like there's so many different things going on with your body that you don't even know. Yeah. And it's, you have so many questions like, why am I so tired? Why is my libido low? Why are all these things happening? And sometimes it's a simple, you know, doctor visit mm-hmm. so you can figure that out and then take the appropriate things to make it, to make the difference. Yeah. Just about the whole desire discrepancy thing is like, I want to circle it back to conversation. Mm-hmm. Like if there's discrepancies, say, say, I'm just going to throw out a scenario here. Like say your husband wants more sex than what you want to give him. Right. Right. So Maybe it's, uh, I think it's so important to be able to find reciprocity with pleasure, mm-hmm. right? So maybe it's not P to V sex, but maybe it's like hugs and blowjobs or like, you know, right. you get to define it, whatever it is for your relationship. Uh-huh. Like, and just for a woman to be able to relax and drop into her body and to receive pleasure is so important and healthy yeah I mean sex sex helps us have a healthy life it, yes and that's sometimes sometimes <laughs> we forget that like in the chaos and all the things going on we it's forget that it's a stress reliever right I and mean, when women are so tired you have pe- people are pulling you in all different directions so it's going to take you a minute right yeah to like just relax and regroup and our partner needs to be, you know, aware of that mm-hmm. and understanding of that. Mm-hmm. Because for women, it's a completely different situation than men mm-hmm. most of the times, from what I understand, right? Oh, for sure. It takes a, a woman uh, much longer to, to get aroused than a man. Yeah. I mean, and that's where it's like, we talked a little bit about self-care, but it's like learning how to drop into your body, how to ground yourself, how to breathe, how to, you know tone your vagal nerve by long exhales or like making like sounds even through the mouth like mm-hmm. singing is great but oh really <laughs> you, know, <just> like, <laughs> you know like using the somatic tools of just like learning how to like feel and drop in and just be, relaxation techniques are imperative yeah. um yoga I love yoga nidra. It's a 20 minute yoga practice that can be equivalent to like three or four hours of sleep. It's great for what? moms. Okay, wait, can you spell that please? <laughs> yeah, it's yoga, Y-O-G-A, nidra, N-I-D-R-A. Um, and there are some great free YouTube yoga nidra classes online. There's one with Tibetan bowls that's just 
you drop in for 20 minutes and you you learn how to relax. Oh my gosh, I like I'm going to become proficient at that because I need that more than anything right now. We don't now. need more anxiety medicine and <laughs> no. all that. We just need we it's like I call it the life toolbox. Yeah. As we go through life, we collect tools. We have to collect tools on lots of different levels. I feel like that's a pretty big tool that I'm going to add to my toolbox mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, so these next couple questions I'm kind of going to lump together because I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. Sure. Which we, we, we were, excuse me, we were asked about this a ton, like getting in the mood, getting out of your own head. How do you enhance your sex drive after, you know, postpartum depression or if you're on anxiety or antidepressants? So I guess it all comes back to how do you get in the mood? How do you enhance when you have all these other things going on around you? Yeah. Um, so first, let's define why we're not in the mood. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Is it stress? Is it work? Is it kids? Is it lack of sleep or self-care? Is it all the above? Um, our biology, our psychology, and our environment affect our mood. So if you can change or make a tiny shift to one of those things. Um, some say that the brain is the largest sex organ, so t- talking out loud, talking about sex, like dirty talk sexting with your sexting with your partner sounds mm-hmm. like stimulating the brain okay watching uh watching a sexy show or um you mentioned the rosy app like there's erotica that you can read so it's like what can you do to make a tiny shift okay in either your brain or your environment and then also skin is a huge sex organ with millions of sensitive nerves so touch yeah like something as simple as a kiss on the ear or just like holding hands or like rubbing your partner's shoulders like it depends on touch isn't everybody's love language right but it is a way to kind of just shift the mood again I would say learning and understanding your erogenous zones and what turns you on and what turns your partner on I would also say you know sometimes with the chaos of life it's so easy to get in the hamster wheel of doing things the same yeah so how can you bring in variety adults don't know how to play somewhere along the line we forgot how to play the kids go outside and play what do we do we sit and we adult so (laughs) 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 how can we bring back play and curiosity and that's why like earlier you said you know check off the box or mom and dad time or right. parent time it's like why can't we call it play time yeah like bring the play and the fun back I love that into it. and it's like okay you feel like blah from work and stress it's like okay maybe go get a new outfit yeah. go go work out and go on a walk and like shift the mood like sometimes it I've been there and like through the pandemic, it was awful. And I just had to like kick my own butt and be like, okay, something's got to change. Right. That's so true because like, I'm thinking now it's my turn to quote and butcher the quote, (laughs) but how that quote says, you know, it's okay to have those feelings, but don't like sit there and camp out in them. Right. Like get, get up, get out of it. Yeah. And I feel like what I'm learning from you today is so much about, it's all comes down to self discovery figuring out what works for you and then communicating that with your partner mm-hmm. and then just like shifting something like you're right though because if you're not in the mood or you're trying to enhance your sex drive there's so many factors that come into that mm-hmm. and just changing a few tweaks in mm-hmm. those factors in your routine or in your life 
can be all the difference, right? Mm -hmm. And then learning together too. It's like, you know, maybe the partners that you were with before you were married or whatever, discovered your current partner or whatever, maybe one of them has more experience than the other. So Mm -hmm. learn together. How do you learn about sex? Like, I didn't know if I should or should not bring porn into the mix today, but Uh like, um, you know, I understand porn is controversial, but I do think, and I have seen where it can be helpful for couples there. And I wanted to mention this too, because this is a, a podcast for moms and women that, um, there's, there's a porn site created by women for women and it's called Belessa. Um, and it's unscripted porn. So it's like, if you and your partner or your spouse can watch it together, like you can learn something. So it, it really is, it's almost like they created it like as, a learning tool. as like a learning tool and uh-huh. they do have like courses and classes on there. So it's like, what can you do to learn together and to keep learning and keep discovering things about your partner? That's how we keep the spark alive. Mm-hmm. That's true. I just wanted to bring it up because it can be a helpful tool in some circumstances right exactly and so if it's helping or inspiring or um activating curiosity and play and variety within your relationship i'm all for it absolutely well because there's like there's so many different tools and you have to figure out what works for you (laughs) so i love that you have this just wide variety of things that you can bring as a therapist to different couples because I mean, what works for some may not work for the other. Yeah. And so you just have to, you have to seek out different solutions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and then that's where you come in because you, you're knowledgeable about this and then you have, you know, access to these things or you know about these things and then you can help somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I and love that. It really comes back to just meeting, meeting the person where they're at or meeting the couple where they're at. I right. Mean, it starts from there. Yeah. I'm sure everybody who walks through your office doors there's a lot of times one of the partners is not wanting to be there, like is not a willing participant sure. in the therapy process. Who wants process. to ask for help? Right, right. So how do you how do you approach that and kind of talk about that to get them? Because I know when my parents got divorced, I my mom had me go to therapy and I didn't want to be there, so I just kind of said whatever to get her off my back, mm-hmm. and obviously that wasn't helpful, right? Yeah. So how do you get you know somebody who walks through your door that's maybe not a willing participant, but is doing it for their spouse or doing it for their partner. How do you get them to kind of, um, step into the process? What I try to do best is just to be real Mm -hmm. and to be authentic and to have that empathy and understanding that like, yeah, you might not want to be there and to be understanding, to be, um, non-judgmental, to, to understand the person for where they are. And, Mm -hmm. but then it also like, if we're going to do work as a couple and couples therapy or couples coaching or whatever, like there, there has to be a willingness. Right. Yeah. And I see it sometimes like one partner doesn't want to work on it. Like, oh, why do I have to work on a relationship? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not the problem. You are. I'm just. It's like, <laughs> like we're in it together. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. in it together. And so, like, what is this? If if you don't want to work on it, then why are you in it? Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm a very I'm I'm real and I'm direct and I'm um, compassionate mm-hmm. and empathetic, but just also just you know to develop a rapport 
I think also requires a, a level of transparency. Like I've had shitty moments in lots of my relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't want to be there. You, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if they're there, if the couple's there, they're going to do some work together. But I mean, that's not always the case. And, and with regard to like sex therapy and relationship therapy, it's like, that can be, I understand that can be uncomfortable to talk about. Like, other than your doctor that checks your parts, like <laughs> that's a vulnerable thing to talk about. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I think one of my missions and purpose is to help people feel more comfortable talking mm-hmm. about it. It's like, I, I've told a couple of my couple's clients that like, I want you, to, you guys to talk about sex just like you talk about what you're going to eat for dinner doesn't have to be a big deal (laughs) it's a need we're trying to fill right exactly (laughs) well okay so this next question I'm gonna probably embarrass myself here but I had I okay I jumped on the um 50 shades of gray bandwagon like what was it 10 years ago I can't believe it's been 10 years but I still had to google this term because I wanted to make sure that I knew exactly what this person was asking Uh so how do you approach bdsm with your partner or different topics that you may be embarrassed to, to talk about. So I have another book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, first and foremost, educate yourself. Yes. Learn about it. Like, what is it? Where did it come from? Um, I studied tantra before I learned about BDSM and kink. Um, and, you know, there it's a whole umbrella. It's a whole, like, box, if you will. Like, you can open Pandora's box with mm-hmm. it. But... Your question was, like, how do you introduce it? Right, yeah. I think when I, just from a personal, um, my own personal experiences, I'm bored. I want to try something new. Mm -hmm. Like, what else else is there? Like, from the, like, taking it from vanilla to maybe adding some chocolate chips, like, blindfolds, feathers. um, There's a whole. So can uh, you define, like, what Tantra is? I mean, I've seen it I've read about it mm-hmm. but I know like you said it's a huge umbrella yeah so it's tantra tantra oh so tantra I'm not saying right? tantra whatever <laughs> tantra tantra I like to see um it's a Sanskrit word to weave or thread okay so it tantra is all about um connection and breath and intimacy and recycling sexual energy so there's different postures you can do for that there's meditation and breath work so i learned tantra with the whole yoga stuff okay and then later when um (laughs) later when i after i got divorced i kind of dived into the world of bdsm and dating and (laughs) realized there were some things that i really liked and like i found to be like really healing Mm -hmm. um so to answer your question the word tantra means to weave or thread um so it's basically like recycling sexual energy. Okay. Um, and there's different techniques you can do, um, like eye gazing or sitting in yab yum. There's so I'm sitting here holding this book, everybody. It's called <laughs> Urban Tantra, and it was written by Barbara Corellis. And um, you know, educating yourself first on what tantra and right. BDSM are are so important, so you can learn. The terminology, learn um, what all there is, what's possible. Consent is everything in every moment. So if you're going to start 
to try some different flavors beyond vanilla, you know, learn about what there is and then start to experiment. But within that experimentation, consent is always essential. So you need to have a very big conversation with your partner first and figure out those boundaries before you move forward. Because I can imagine that somebody who, say they wanted to explore that and has is scared to bring it up to their partner because a they're going to be worried they're going to think oh my gosh you want to try that or they're going to be all for it or they're going to be willing to at least you know look at different things Mm -hmm. right yeah so it's probably there's a lot of fear in there and then setting the boundaries fear vulnerability Mm -hmm. like some people love pain some people don't like pain so i recommend um getting this book and reading it it's very comprehensive okay. and it's just a fun read it's a fun thing to have um and then i all after educating then i would recommend like trying some things out break through the like it, it requires that vulnerability of breaking through the right fear. and the um there's a lot of conditioning too like break through the conditioning mm-hmm. this is a way for you to connect with your partner and always, 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 I'll emphasize the consent. consent yes, consent. absolutely. <laughs> yes. You, like I said, you brought a lot of books today, so I'm definitely going to put all those in the show notes. What are some other places that people can go, either locally or online? I, you did mention the Rosie app, which is in our notes, and yeah. that was what one of our um, followers brought up. Mm-hmm. What is the Rosie app? Yeah, so the Rosie app, let me shift to that. It, it, I think it's a great app, and I recommend it to my clients. I've I've used it. I don't use it so much anymore, but um, Dr. Lindsay Harper, the creator, she's an OBGYN, and she obviously saw a need for it. Like, we need to be talking about sex. We need to be talking um, about sexual health. We need to have conversation. Women are natural, like, relators. Mm-hmm. We like to talk. Yes. It's like parties. It's we good. get around and we talk. Yes. That's just what we do. And I feel like Rosie fits the need and is a great supplement, especially with all the, um, the, she's created a platform and a community for women to talk Mm -hmm. and to share experiences. And then I love that there's the erotica piece in there because reading erotica is one way to, one way to arousal. Right. So like you said, it's getting your brain into it. Yeah. It's getting your brain activated. And also, women need to support women. So, mm-hmm. I think the Rosie app is a great supplement. I don't think it meets all the needs of like working with a therapist or a coach, because it. I mean, yeah, it's like it, it's essentially like a, a great supplement. You can track your progress too. Okay. Um, and maybe it's great for some people that don't want to work with a therapist or coach, but I think it's a great supplement. Um. So we had a question about. Um, an injury or someone who has sustained something that maybe physically they are not able to do it or mentally or um, I think this person was saying that they they just didn't have much feeling and it was hard for them to be intimate for the female or for the male I think this was regard this was regarding a female but I think it was also how she could help her husband as well so so I'm just gonna kind of answer and address this to the best I can based on like obviously what to know exactly what was going on I, I want to bring it back to communication intimacy mm-hmm. and um, the erogenous zones so 
whether it's we're speaking to pelvic floor pain, we're speaking to um, no sensation, we're speaking to, uh, I don't know, erectile dysfunction or any sort of like sexual dysfunction. There, there are other ways to experience pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I would kind of re- help the couple reframe mm-hmm. what sex and intimacy is for the circumstances that they are working with. Okay. There's kissing, there's the neck, there's the ears, there's cuddling, there's, you know, it doesn't, P2V isn't an option for a lot of people. Um, maybe it's kissing the inner leg or a little spank on the butt. I don't know what it is. Right. But, but to help, to help the couple figure out what the normal is for them. Mm-hmm. And there's, there could be a new normal all the time, right? Yeah, exactly. In different stages of your life. Yeah, and it, I think it comes back to like what we were talking about is like constantly rediscovering mm-hmm. and being curious and um, communicating about it. Yeah, because I feel like if sexual dysfunction comes into play, everybody automatically assumes that their sex life is over, mm-hmm. and that's not the case at all. Yeah, no. So it comes back to communicating and just figuring out, well, like, you know, your sex life when you first got married compared to 20 years down the road is definitely going to look different. It's going to look different after kids. It's going to look different after long days. So it's always important to come back Mm -hmm. to each other and figure out Mm -hmm. what your needs are at that time of your life, right? And then communicate those needs. Yeah. And also, too, it's like amazing with the media and like how much conditioning we have. And it's just like, how can we look at the social conditioning and how that's affected us and how how can we reframe that within our relationships like mm-hmm. i'm kind of going back to the whole like check the boxing it's okay if you don't have an orgasm can you experience pleasure let's have a conversation about that well and you're right back to the social media thing too it's like we look at you know all these things on online and, and we think we're supposed to meet these expectations and that's not realistic because the expectations that you need to meet are with yourself and your spouse in your home and that looks very different it's a very different dynamic than it is what we see on social media oh yeah and movies yeah and so it's it's a lot of pressure to think that i'm supposed to live up to this that's why it's so important to like like you said talk openly and then have those people you can talk openly about sex and with don't, like do your best not to compare Mm-hmm. as well like I love this if, you're, if I can remember the quote comparison kills and yes. it sure does yes I think that and that touches on every single aspect of life right now is like we compare 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 mm-hmm. whether it's sex relationships jobs money houses that's I mean we need to get away from that for sure mm-hmm. yeah it, it's killing our happiness it is absolutely <laughs> well is there anything else that um that you want to talk about? Just want to, I mean, it's just like, I, I encourage people to invest in their relationships because it's like, if you're choosing to be with this partner in your life, that's a huge chunk of your life. Like, if something's not working, get help. Just like, and I, I, I remind myself that same thing. Like as a helper in the helping industry, like I 
have to reach out for help too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I come back to that quote, we're all just walking each other home. Yeah. Like, how can we expand our empathy for one another? How can we support one another versus break each other down? Mm-hmm. Like, and I get it, fights and arguments happen, but you know what? You can learn how to fight fair and repair, like find that relational endurance and happiness. Like healthy relationships help us live long, healthy lives. It doesn't, just because you're, you're experiencing a hiccup, whether it's in your sex life or anything in your marriage, it doesn't mean that it's over. It means you just have to explore how you can repair that. Yeah. Yeah. And one of those things is getting help for sure. Mm -hmm. And having somebody else from the outside look in. So. And never stop learning. God, if I ever stop learning, I'm done. Oh my gosh. I'm dead. Well, thank you so much for coming today. This was very helpful. And I'm going to not only take a picture of you with those books, but I'm going to make sure I get all of them written down so we can tag them in the show notes. Um, You gave us some really, really good advice. I'm totally going to check out the yoga Nidra Nidra (laughs) for sure because this mama needs that. Mm -hmm. And then the goop. Yeah, the gift series with Daya and the erotic blueprints. Yes. Learn your erotic blueprints. And I can also send you, I'm happy to, um, just for like, kind of like a promo for the show, if I send you the PDF to my uh, Pleasure Constellation map and you can post it in the Facebook group, I'm happy to to give that as a giveaway. Oh, absolutely. Yes, the Pleasure Constellation book that you Mm -hmm. wrote. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to go check that out too. So I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Moms in the Hub podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it on Instagram and don't forget to tag us. Have a wonderful week.